Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, UFO Disclosure Reset. That's correct, UFO Disclosure Reset. There's been a lot of talk lately about resets in general, whether that's with the economy, whether that's with uh, our political system. Some people would like to reset things back to zero, erase all the debt, maybe even go to a communal type of lifestyle or communism. But this is a different type of reset. This is a reset where we completely reset the way we disclose UFO information. In fact, the way we collect it, catalog it, analyze it, everything. For probably the last 70 years, at least the modern era, for the most part, people would have a UFO sighting. Uh, they would report it somewhere to someone uh, before MUFON and and uh, the multiple UFO or, reporting organizations, typically a person would see a UFO, at least in the modern era, and they would report that to a newspaper. There would be an article about it, there would be some type of cursory investigation maybe, and then everybody would just kind of pile in and give their opinion, just sort of a organic way of looking at things. Then eventually after World War II, after FDR left us with all of his dreaded, might I say often cursed, bureaucracies, well certainly we'd have to assign the task of UFO investigation to one of these deep state bureaucracies, which is of course what they are. Now these monsters have been around now for 70-75 years and they still continue to investigate UFOs. At first when they investigated UFOs it was simply to intimidate, um, place fear in the person usually, uh, ridicule them, because they felt like it uh, it was most useful for them to just go along and pretend like UFOs didn't exist. The deep state clearly saw the UFO phenomenon as a threat to their authority. It was almost as if as if Santa Claus was real, and now they had somebody to answer to. But you fast forward a few more years, and the last, I don't know, maybe five to ten years, something a little more sinister has happened. They've has begun to be a complete reset of how UFO phenomena is disclosed. Now, with the onset of the internet, this this uh, this moved UFO investigations uh, forward light years. You have people like John Greenwald who have been out there uh, doing FOIA requests for years and years and years. And, you know, he could get some pretty good information, but if you weren't able to share that with the online community, a very limited number of people were able to see these uh, declassified documents. Same thing with UFO observations. I mean, uh, you know, 30, 40 years ago, if a person saw a UFO and had the courage to come forward, and maybe a, maybe a newspaper somewhere would pick up a short story, the people in that general area would see it, but a lot of these stories went underreported. Now, people did trade information back and forth at your various UFO uh, confabs and get-togethers. But when the internet came along, that changed the UFO uh, notion of disclosure like it changed so many things because we have instantaneous exchange of information. You have data moving at the speed of light. Suddenly a person saw a UFO uh, in Georgia on a Sunday night and the whole world knew about it Monday morning because it had hit the social media. It had been posted on various websites. And this led to a groundswell of people being able to 
investigate the UFO phenomena from the comfort of their own home. They could go through eyewitness testimony and analyze everything that was said. They could look at pictures. It really has been a boon for the UFO uh, investigative phenomena. But something I've noticed has been very troubling just even in the last maybe year or so, with you, we know about a lot of social media deplatforming people like Alex Jones, people they simply didn't agree with, people they falsely accused of saying things they didn't say, mostly people with conservative opinions or people with uh, opinions that, that the deep state wouldn't want out there, conspiracy theorists. I prefer to say conspiracy analysts. People who were talking about some of the really bad things that were going on suddenly weren't allowed to be on YouTube anymore, couldn't be on Facebook. Clearly, the deep state did not want to be held to account for all the nasty things they've done. And even in the last few months, I've noticed it's harder and harder to research UFO uh, material because it seems like if you do a search, just a general search for UFO, UFO sightings, say, you'll end up with a couple hundred pages of the same crap. They're just flooding your inbox and you have to dig and dig and dig to find the interesting stuff. It's almost as if the big search engines, the big social media, they are helping the deep state control the media on this stuff. And by control the media, what I really mean is limit the information. Putting a stop to disclosure. Making it as hard as possible for people to talk about this subject. And to inject their own opinion. So what this is being reset to, from what I can see, and in my opinion, and I think I'm correct about this, we're being reset from an organic model where millions of people can go online, freely examine uh, all the evidence involved in, with UFO sightings, any particular sighting, photos, eyewitness testimony, videos, recordings, and just look at this stuff from the ground up, and all these people, just like a just like a colony of ants working on this one task, might be too much for one person to do. But with you know a couple of million ants working together, surprising what they can figure out. And just about the time things seems to really be moving in the right direction, you hear kind of a uh, a couple of heavy thuds, and you look up as a little ant, and you see the deep state actors pouring ant poison all over this beautiful little hot, little ant hill you've just built. That's kind of what it seems like. Because you notice as you go online and you begin to search for material, it becomes harder and harder to sort things out. You just have repetitive search results come up, hundreds of them. Uh, the water is absolutely muddied. But what you do find are these supposedly retired deep state players more and more showing up on your YouTube channels and your search results, putting themselves out there as some kind of UFO influencer. They are the ones that are spoon-feeding you disclosure. No longer allowed or encouraged to find it yourself. For crying out loud, most people feel like they're locked in their houses because of this COVID lie. And this is what I've said all along with this COVID nonsense. It's a way for these little dictators, 50 of them, 50 states, only a couple of these governors have proved to be worth their salt. The rest of them are running around like chickens with their head cut off, barking orders, telling us, stay in your house, don't stay in your house, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. 24 people in a room 
Without a mask is fine. 25, not fine. Bars close at 10. COVID only infects people till 9.59. So they've released these tyrannical morons to terrorize us, to condition us, to be so worn down that we can't do our own investigating, that we can't ask questions. This is the, this is the sort of thing that the whole society is being herded into. Seven million people, by the way, have died from lack of food because of the COVID crisis. That's according to the UN. Seven million as they're herded into this craziness, this reset, they call it. And then I turn on the YouTube, and I come across, actually, I think I came across this on Twitter. John Greenwald interviews a guy named Steve Bassett. And I don't know if he's doing this intentionally or not. He seems like I'm sure he's a nice guy, but it seems to me from the interview that he is pushing this new reset, this authoritarian top-down model. This, well, it looks like communism. You have a group of people at the very top do all the so-called investigating. They collect all the data. They refuse to give any kind of FOIAs. And we're left here uh, with... with uh, no help, and being told not to ask questions, shut up and listen. And you see this happen again and again. Had a cow mutilated on your property, no tracks, no way humanly possible this thing was surgically butchered the way it was, can't ask questions about that, immediately begin to debunk anybody that asks questions, ridicule people who ask serious questions. You have hundreds of people go missing in these national parks, when you find the bodies, no shoes on them, halfway up a mountainside, but the feet aren't injured. Eyewitness accounts of strange goings-on. Won't give the family any information. When they try to find out what's going on with these missing people cases, they just meet a wall of silence. Sometimes a wall of intimidation. So anytime the nefarious side of the UFO phenomenon is brought up, you see the deep state begin to flex its muscle a little bit. Just like Tom DeLong says he saw something that upset him so much he couldn't sleep for three days, but he thinks it'll work out okay. Hey, Tom, I'll be the judge of that. Just tell us what you saw and let us decide whether or not we think it will work out okay. There's two sides to this UFO phenomenon. Yeah, I know a lot of it seems like it's all lovey-dovey. Space Brothers, as the Pope would say, happy, happy, happy. They're here to help. Really haven't seen any of that. But the fact is, we know that there's a nefarious side, a very dark side. People have had very brutal, terrible UFO abduction cases. Many, many reports of people being abducted onto these ships and other humans being there. Or of embryos, of human hybrid uh, breeding, or who knows what kind of breeding program going on. We know that the deep state and the... And, and the Governments across the world have been trying to contact these entities for years. They've been doing it through, uh, they've been attempting to do it through space telescopes, through any means of electronic communication, through the use of hallucinogenic drugs. It's all very troubling things. So we know now, finally after all these years, that the deep state, our governments across the world, have recognized the phenomenon of UFO, that they have been trying to contact them without knowing what these things' intentions are, and that at the same time they have been debunking, intimidating, and ridiculing people who actually 
have made contact with these things, and many of those people have made contact in not such a good way, quite frankly. So I'm listening to the interview yesterday, and I listened to it again today. And Steve Bassett, he's kind of a big deal, I guess, in the UFO community. It was at one time, and I found I found a link. I haven't had time to take it off, but I did link it to the website ufowarning.com and uh, the, the link the link went dead don't know what happened but I have the interview link there you can go on ufowarning.com it's but I think that there's actually a longer version like a 25 minute uh, interview I posted the one that was for like 11 minutes I think that's enough it was enough for me but it says uh, from his bio I found here at ufoscoop.com it says Steve Bassett Steve Bassett UFO lobbyist Washington D.C. Steve Bassett is an advocate for alien disclosure in Washington, D.C., who has recently taken his show on the road and has been in locations like the United Kingdom and Soviet Union to speak to his counterparts to share information about the U.S. involvement with UFOs, UAPs, as well as to get information on the same. Now, this picture looks like uh, Steve was a little younger, and I think this this little bio might be a couple of years old because he mentions in an interview that he hadn't been doing much for three or four years. And that sounds about right. It says, For many years, Steve Bassett was the sole UFO lobbyist registered in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. That's interesting. Sole UFO lobbyist. It says, uh, from Steve's website. Now, he has a website, Paradigm, something. Peter calls it PRG. It says, has assisted numerous organizations and initiatives working to raise public awareness of both the extraterrestrial presence and the truth embargo to convene open congressional hearings to take government and agency witnesses' testimony and incite the political media to appropriately cover the attendant issues. There can, only, there can be only one outcome to the disclosure advocacy movement, the formal acknowledgement of the extraterrestrial presence by world government. So he pretty much sees them as being right here, right now. Now it says Steve has, done, has a degree in physics from Eckerd College in St. Petersburg, Florida and Georgia Tech. And it says Steve is one of my favorite guys in the field of UFO and paranormal activity. Though he engages in research, I don't see him as a researcher as much as I see him as an aggregator of information, an advocate in government for the release of more information about UFOs and the phenomena. He has many high-level contacts in government, and he sometimes goes on the road to speak conferences. Steve has a real personality, and when he speaks, I listen closely. He has a very good, big-picture view of the phenomena and the challenges we face to bring this to the public. I'm looking for the author here, but I don't see it. Now, so basically, the interview with Greenwall... Uh, revolves around the notion of disclosure and what happened uh, with TTSA and that uh, Tic Tac, uh, I guess you call it, gun camera video. Bassa comes out with three things that I find very troubling. First off, and you can watch the interview, and if you feel like I've misrepresented him, feel free to let me know. But I'm just going to give you my take on it. First off, he talks about there being 30 to 40 people in what he calls the MIC, Military Industrial Complex. Now, I don't like the fact that he uses that term, MIC, because what's happening with the notion of the Military Industrial Complex is that we're mixing. We're mixing the Department of Defense functions 
uh, Department of Intelligence functions, along with corporate America. So if you're if something is contained in, say, a government department, the Department of Defense, or one of the many intelligence departments, it's sub that information is subject to a FOIA request. They may or may not give it to you, but it's subject at least to a FOIA request, and that's how we find stuff out. Now, on the other hand, if that data is contained in a desk drawer or vault at Bigelow Aerospace, say, or to the Academy of Stars, say, or to Raytheon Group, say, you have no right to send them a FOIA request. Oh, I suppose you could. They would just laugh at you and throw it in the trash. So when you begin to say there are 30 players in the military-industrial complex, it's a very dangerous way to look at things because suddenly, you know, if a person is a government employee, then they have to follow a certain set of rules probably a more strict set of rules in a lot of sense than a person who, say, is an employee of Bob Bigelow's group. So I don't like that. So you, what you're doing is you're taking you're taking these private companies, or maybe they're publicly held companies, but you're taking you're, you're taking companies, businesses, and you're giving them access to all of this government-gathered data and information about UFOs, but with no responsibility to share it. And we don't even know where the secrecy oaths are at. But, nonetheless, these are the people that Mr. Bassett thinks are working diligently on the inside and the outside to provide disclosure to the world. Now, that sounds an awful lot like QAnon to me. And I'm not okay with 30 or 40 anonymous faces having access to all this UFO data and deciding on their own whether or not it will be shared. Secondly, a lot of this material is classified. And Bassett is okay with them bending the rules. They talk about Christopher Mellon outing himself as the person that received um, the UFO footage that we all know about now, the, the Tic Tac. I believe it was the Tic Tac. There's three all together with the Tic Tac in a parking lot at the Pentagon. And then turning that over to New York Times who then gave it apparently to Louis Elizondo, it sounds like, somebody at TTSA. Now, this this is not ethical, in my opinion. This is tantamount to uh, former FBI head Comey taking, Comey taking notes during a private conversation with the President of the United States, then taking the notes of that conversation and giving them to his good friend, newspaper reporter, who reports them in the news. Well, I didn't put them in there. I didn't release those notes. That was the newspaper reporter that did that. You know, you can kind of understand where Trump's coming from when he says that the media, the mainline media, is the enemy of the people. We have these mainstream medias setting themselves up as clearinghouses. You know, I can see, I could just see it now. What happened? Did Mellon, Elizondo, and Tom just all meet at the New York Times office? In an office somewhere where Mellon handed a video clip to the Times reporter or president or whoever he handed it to in that room, who in turn took that clip and handed it to Tom or Louis, so they could say, well, we didn't break any rules, freedom of the press. Listen, that's not how things are done in a free country. What should have happened with that material was... If he was going to hand it to somebody, 
should have handed it to his U.S. senator on the Intelligence Committee and said, listen, we've got this stuff, it needs to be released. Not have the right. This is not how things are done in a free country. Valuable UFO information is not handed to a former government employee in the Pentagon parking lot. I can't even imagine what would happen to a normal person if they would have got caught with that material without permission. But Bassett seems to think that was okay. He just blows the whole thing over and says, well, I'm not even worried about that. The important thing is, is that TTSA is getting this material. He explains how they set the whole operation up. Just like I've been saying for a couple years in this program, the whole operation was set up as a revolving program. Is a revolving door program. Well, it wasn't hard to figure out. I mean, these guys have been working in the DOD for years and years. They see what their friends are doing. Talk to anybody that works in the mil- that's that's a military person, and they'll tell you. Guy sitting next to you at a desk one day, comes back in a week later. He's working for one of the big defense contractors. That's just that's a cesspool. Waiting for conflict of interest. You're creating a cesspool, waiting conflict of interest. But Bassett explains that these 30 or 40 I mean they almost sound like Q people, maybe we could call them P people, had decided that the thing to do because the in general the DOD and the rest of the deep state didn't want to release this UFO information the best thing to do was to form a corporation made up of former spooks and that way the current spooks could give the former spooks the material via the New York Times whoever else Nobody could go to jail. Nobody would get caught. We're just bending the rules. I don't know, man. If I drive down the highway and I bend the rules and drive 10 miles over, I know pretty much that if I get pulled over by a cop, it's his, it's his discretion to write me a ticket. And a lot of the times he will. But we're talking about things like classified information. We're talking about things where if you were to send them a four-year request, they would not... They wouldn't honor it. They might not even respond to it. Or they would respond to it with a bunch of blanked out pages. So you don't have access to this information. But these 30 or 40 elite have decided that they are going to give the information to their former co-workers. The last time I checked, TTSA was a money-making company. Now whether they're listed as profit or non-profit... But I'm pretty sure someone's got to pay the fee bill for Louie and those guys. They're out there making movies, doing all kinds of fun stuff. And they're using they're using material that they were given by their former co-workers. That is not an ethical situation, in my opinion. It may not even be legal. But the fact is, you have a... This core group, he says, of 30 or 40 people working in the military-industrial complex. They may be working for the DOD. They may be working for a private company. But they're working together. They're conspiring together to move to move data and information that has not been released from government position, government custody, and to their own private custody. Now, they're saying, well, we're disclosing this. Well, how much did Tom DeLong disclose to you when he partnered up with the DOD on uh, the new tank material. And Bassett covers that too. He says that they're not even, that as far as he's concerned, and he said he hasn't been corrected by TTSA, as far as he's concerned, they are not in this to develop metamaterial. 
That might be someone in disagreement of whatever their prospectus for the company said. I don't know. That sounds a little fishy. He says they're just here to move this disclosure forward. They're all just doing us a favor, man. They all just care about us. That's why when Tom saw something that we're not allowed to see, that scared him half to death, and he couldn't sleep for three days, that he decided it would be okay, and you're not supposed to talk to him about it. As he said in the, in the interview that I talked about in the podcast a while back, don't talk to me about aliens. Listen, this is, a, this is something that's happening in our country at large. I have a governor who's a complete idiot. She is a complete moron. This is not disputable. She decides that too many people are testing positive for COVID. They aren't dying. Maybe they're not even getting sick. But we have to we have to close down all of our restaurants. At 10 o'clock at night, you can't go to a bar or a restaurant. Why? Because COVID is only lethal until 9.59. Because she says certain types of gatherings you can have, others you can't. Because she's the boss. She's a complete moron. And we have these complete morons all over the countryside. Making up completely moronic rules as they go along. And I see the same kind of nonsense come to Tom DeLong's mouth. I've seen this. I've seen that. I can't tell you about it. I'm the man. Listen to me. I know important people. We've got this stuff. It's like a megalomaniac. Do you see what's happening? Out of 50 governors, probably 40 of them are... Megalomaniacs. They want to control everything and use the stupidest excuse to do it. Tom DeLong and TTSA, and apparently Bass is okay with this, want to control the flow of UFO information and disclosure. And make the stupidest excuses why you can't see all of it. I don't want to just know about the aliens that land in a schoolyard and say, Hey, we've got to save the planet. I want to know about the aliens that land on a distant ranch somewhere and butcher a cow in ways that's not humanly possible. I want to know about the aliens that land in a national park somewhere and snatch some poor individual who just happens to be walking along and then we find their mutilated body a week later or maybe three months later, not decomposed. I want to know the good with the bad. I don't want to be spoken to like a child. Just like with this COVID nonsense. I don't want to be treated as though I'm a child, as I'm a moron. When obviously this governor is a complete moron. The complete morons are telling you how to live your life. Enough already. We know how to live our life. We'll do our life. You do you, I'll do me. And I would say the same thing to Tom DeLong and TTSA and Steve Bassett. You do you, I'll do me. If you have UFO information that you want to share with the world, then do what Edward Snowden or Julius Assange did. Grow a pair. Post it online. Let us all have a look at it. Why give it to your friends where they can profit off it and then tell us how they're doing us a favor? Just like with this COVID scam. All these governors with, the, with their backdoor deals, getting high off their power trips, telling, how they're, telling us how they're helping us. These morons aren't helping us. They're destroying our country. They're destroying our way of life. And what's happening with these morons that think they have the right to disclose all the UFO material to us? They're morons trying to tell us how to live our life, how to investigate. Let us decide for ourselves 
whether or not we're okay with these with this phenomena, what kind of a danger it presents, what kind of an opportunity it presents. It's not Tom DeLong's right to filter that information. This is America, or at least it used to be. Now, I'll finish up pretty quickly, but there's a couple more points that Bassett makes in this interview, which I find very disturbing. Secondly, besides the fact that he's okay with this, I don't know, Q group, who's going to spoon-feed whatever they feel is adequate to us for the disclosure, he thinks it's okay to bend the rules. He thinks that the rules don't apply to the deep state, okay? He's just going to set back like a good soldier and believe whatever they tell him. Well, I'm not going to set back like a good soldier in my house and wear a mask, okay? My governor's a moron. And the people that want to tell you that they're in charge of UFO disclosure, they're morons too. So don't, you think for yourself. Bending the rules is okay for them, but not okay for us. Do you see what's going on here? These governors, you, every every other day you hear a story about one of these morons out at a march, out at, at a fancy restaurant, trying to get her husband's boat out of the dock so they can go on the lake while everybody else is locked inside. Who knows what my moron governor's doing? I'm sure she's not wearing a mask 24-7. She's as dumb as a rock. But the rules don't apply to the deep state. That's the psychology of a megalomaniac. They think, they're sociopathic. They don't view us as people, okay? Positions of power attract sociopaths. Why do you think you have so many of them in charge? They're drawn to power like a moth to the flame. Same thing with this UFO data. It's powerful. Stuff is very powerful. The knowledge, the knowledge is powerful. Who's attracted to that sort of stuff? Well, lots of people like us that are curious are attracted to it. But then there's a lot of bad people that are attracted to it. People with very selfish attitudes. People that are sociopaths who want to use this information, this knowledge, as power, as leverage over somebody else. And then finally, I'll finish up in this note right here. Bassett said another thing that I thought was completely off the mark. And if he actually believes this, I don't know, man. He said, the, he said that the president was in charge of releasing that UFO information that was released to Tom DeLong, And I just almost fell off my chair laughing. So you're going to tell me that Trump, who was president in 2017, 18, 19, 20, and by the way, is still president today, released that information to Tom DeLong. Yeah, they seem like they're real soulmates. Listen, if you believe that, you really need to just wake up, man. The president is probably about as far out of this loop as we are. The guy's in there for four years, maybe eight years, and he's competing against people like, look at that Fauci, another complete moron. What's he been in there for, 40, 42 or 48 years? Can you imagine the power that this monster has accumulated in 48, 42 years? It's almost as if the president no longer runs the United States. He doesn't run UFO disclosure. He obviously doesn't run an election. He tried to pull the troops out of Syria, and his commanding officers laugh about him behind his back, even to his face, it seems. 
So for Bassett to think that somehow Trump was in charge of releasing that 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 UFO information, this latest batch with the Tic Tac UFOs, that the president is the one in charge of disclosure, well, that's easily disprovable. We know it's widely reported, and I firmly believe that Carter did ask for information, and the and at the time the CIA had CIA head was George Herbert. Walker Bush, who told him, you are on a need-to-know basis and you don't need to know. I completely believe that that's a true statement. It seemed pretty clear from interviews with Bill Clinton that he'd asked to see stuff, and they basically found him far too irresponsible to hold those secrets. Even Hillary was complaining about not getting to see it. You see where the power is centered at. Now, In that tight-knit of a group where the President of the United States is not even allowed to see the files, how are we to believe that 30 or 40 good guys, white hats, working on the inside, Q prototypes, are in there, they're hustling, baby. They're going to get disclosure. They're going to make it happen. And who are they going to have happen it with? Why, a 40-something rock star, Tom DeLonge. That's the guy. That's who we want to use. Wow. I don't know, man. The whole thing just seems... It's crazier than Q. It's crazier than Q. It's pretty obvious what's happening here is is that there are people, and probably a group smaller than 30 or 40, but they're not white hats. There are people like Fauci that have been there 40, 50, I don't know, maybe 60 years, counting the time they've been on the inside and the outside. And they've got their old, gnarled, skeletal hands clenched, and those nasty old fists. And they'd sooner die and go to hell than let you know what's in those files. That's what I see. And anything that's being released is being released to put you off the scent. Because we've heard it time and time again. The things that they've seen are too terrible to talk about. They're not going to tell you the truth. They're not going to tell you the truth about the cattle mutilations. They're not going to tell you the truth about the human mutilations, the missing people. They're not going to tell you the truth about the abductions. They're not going to even tell you the truth about whatever those things were, drones or spaceships or whatnot, that invaded the space of a... Of the, of the Western United States' largest nuclear power plant. They're not going to tell you about whatever kind of off-world person thing, interdimensional creature this thing was, they called a man in a jetpack. They're going to lie to you constantly, and they use the press to do it. They use the mainline media to do it. And I felt like that's what was happening to me when I watched this short interview with Steve Bassett. Either he swallowed the Kool-Aid or he's serving the Kool-Aid. I'm sorry, but I'm not okay with TTSA telling me what I can't and can't know about the UFO phenomena. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.